Welcome back to the podcast, The Rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the worlds of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Yeah, I, you, Gretchen's been sick, so I will gladly humor her for the dad joke. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. See, I'm not a monster. Mm. <laughs> Why? Okay, well, thank you for that vote of confidence. I was nice once, and then you do that. Regardless... One thing I know that made you happy and I know that made a lot of people happy and many people are still talking about is the full return of My Chemical Romance and a full huge arena tour that if you don't have tickets for already, you might be out of luck. Oh, dang. Just dash everyone's hopes and dreams. Not completely out of luck. You might be out of luck. You just might. Yes. Um, for what everyone everyone's pretty much aware now, the tickets went on sale for My Chemical Romance's first headline tour and first tour in general in nine years throughout North America, playing a many, many arenas, NHL and NBA arenas and other venues throughout the North throughout the United States. Um, it's very interesting to see that the tour sold so well that they added additional dates in certain cities, Newark, New Jersey, which is right around where the band's from. They added several dates more to Los Angeles at the forum. Mm -hmm. It was sold out too. And for the stats itself, just to give an idea, My Chemical Romance sold out 228,600 tickets in six hours. Jeez. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. And Gretchen can attest to this. These tickets were not cheap. No. Like, even for nosebleeds, they were astronomical. Nosebleeds were in the triple digits. I mean absolutely insane yeah and that's like this is for big arenas i remember if i'm correct in philly uh for where they play in philly i think it's the flyers arena i could be wrong on that it's whatever venue Wells fargo center whatever okay so is. i think that is it so the one for philly floor seats not general admission up close to the stage floor seats on the floor behind the general admission 750 dollars a seat one mm -hmm. ticket yep and they sold out like crazy. Yep. Well, I feel like at, at some point, people were just like, I, I don't care how much I have to spend. Right. I'll put it on the credit card. Just no give me a seat. Yeah. Or, and or be, give and me I will, a ticket. And to be fair, My Chemical Romance did a good job of covering sporadic cities throughout the, U the North America. They went to Canada, Canada too, but most of the US. They did a good job with that. They also had a good job of getting the right arena. So plenty of seats are everywhere. Mm. And it's still the demand was that high. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they didn't add more cities, though. Like, I know personally the closest to me was the Philly one. I'm really surprised they didn't do, like, Capital One Arena for DC, DC or something. So it felt like it was a lot of venues, but at the same time, it also felt very limited. Right. And for everyone listening, just so you're aware, if you're in the Chicago area or can drive to Chicago or you're in like the Northern California area, can get to Sacramento, My Chemical Romance is headlining two big festivals. So, mm -hmm. and those tickets are still available. Here's the thing. Those tickets for those festivals are cheaper than what you mm -hmm. might be paying for a My Chemical Romance headline show. And you get to see a whole bunch of other bands. And it's a full ticket. You can just buy one day passes too if it's just the one yeah. day you want to go on the Saturday for Aftershock or a ton yeah. more fans. Right. Also, yes, you do have to do the deal with the festival shenanigans of many people crammed together, sweating on top of each other all day. But that's just going to be my chemical romance altogether, no matter what. Well, yeah. 
So there you go. So your options are not completely out of the water unless you want to deal with scalpers. And from what I understand, eBay, Ticket Stub, StubHub, not Ticket Stub, StubHub, SeatGeek, the resale ticket places are already trying to cash in. And the tickets are for astronomical prices right now if you want to buy um, already purchased My Chemical Romance tickets. Yeah, and then the thing is like, if you got a ticket, they're saying that you that they won't even send them to your email until 72 hours before the actual show. Correct. So if you're buying from scalpers, you're sitting there going like, all right, I just forked out all this money. Mm-hmm. I really hope I get that ticket. Yep. And I'm looking at StubHub right now, and I'm not a fan of StubHub. At the same time, I get why it's necessity, the necessity of it. Yeah. So you have the three additional dates in Inglewood, California, LA, pretty much, at the Forum. And Upper Bowl, like right now, way up top, in the nosebleeds, are still $144 each on StubHub. Wow. That's the cheapest I can find. You won't even see those tickets until like three days before, and who knows if they're going to be actually what work, though. Yep. Mike, yeah, it's, man, that's, this is going to be I a, mean, that's <laughs> the scary thing about Scout. I know. Exactly. General. Yeah. And I get like StubHub, SeatGeek, they're much safer than buying the, the scalp tickets or resold tickets from some guy in a trench coat outside the arena. 100% factual. But man, people have been burned by stuff like this before. And this is the event that people will be burned by. If you thought My Chemical Romance fans had running mascara before when they announced the return, think about how much mascara is going to be cried off if your tickets aren't good enough after you paid and from a scalper or from StubHub and the tickets don't work at the gate. You all better be finding some waterproof mascara and eyeliner that actually is waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> too video bad coming not, soon I, know, I was gonna say too bad you're not sponsored right now by a good like mascara company or something man you could have made a good line a good lead into an ad i was about to say actually that wouldn't be a bad video idea yeah, top five cool. waterproof mascara and hey all you my chemical romance fans <laughs> i know you're looking for one of these right now well here are the five brands you need to check out both drugstore and high-end yeah yeah there you go get the variety for people that want to do stuff <laughs> I, like Gretchen and I have talked about, um, we both want to see them very badly. I, we both want to shoot them as photographers, but at the same time, just see them in general. Aftershock, we love. Um, I've been there the last three years. She went for the first time last year. They're going to be the headlining with Metallica at Aftershock. And if it wasn't for the park's dust and me having an issue breathing, I think I would love it more. However, <laughs> that's, that's a me thing. That is not an issue with the actual events. And then Riot Fest, which usually has a good lineup in a good park in Chicago, also has um, My Cup More Romance as the headliner. Mm-hmm. Both, both the full lineups have not been announced yet. They probably won't be fully announced for the next few months. Riot Fest is in September, Aftershock in October. It'll be interesting to see what the lineups are because I'm willing to go to either. I mean, at, at Riot Fest is a driving distance for me. Right. And it's just a time thing because I know October is easier for us to travel as opposed to September, but those are our options. And the reason I bring that up is because one, Ride Fest and Aftershock are both well-known for being very good festivals. And if you need to see My Chemical Romance, that might be your best option and you will love it. Mm-hmm. And number two, that's also just to prove that My Chemical Romance, like your options to see them on this tour in North America are not completely gone, even though over 220,000 tickets have been sold out in six hours. I still can't get over that. 
What tries like also again, we talked about tickets are not cheap. Nosebleeds are still in triple digits. My Chemical Romance, they made that much money in six hours. Not to mention how much money they're going to make in merch at each show. Right. And on top of that, if there is a hint, an inkling of new music coming, watch how much that's going to fuel this even more. Oh my gosh. So just stuff to think about. And I also want to talk about one little thing. And I want your perspective on this. This is why I'm glad you're on this week's podcast. You, and this is the only thing that I wish I knew more about, like if there was a VIP. Did you see any type of VIP experience with these tickets for My Chemical Romance? Because I did not. Um, there is. I don't oh, there know is. what okay. it, I don't know what it entails. Um, but I do remember seeing because I, I like just for you know just for the heck of it, I I started looking at the Philly show until um the Wells Fargo site crashed or whatever for the venue, so I couldn't really see too much. So I can't remember what other date I was looking at, but it it said, do you want like regular tickets or VIP? experience um so i don't know what the vip experience entails i'm not sure right. it's like a meet and greet or anything like that oh my um, gosh could you can imagine you the imagine <laughs> the, sc- the little schoolgirl squeeing at that meet and greet yowza well and the best part is like when you think about my chemical romance fans they're people who are like our age now yep. so they're older 30, they're 10, 30 years old years. i mean yeah. yeah there are the the you know the upper teens and the lower 20 uh year old fans but when my chemical romance was like at their peak i was 15 right which was 15 years ago and i was just <laughs> and i was like a, a senior in high school going into college yeah so, uh, and so just like it's one thing when you've got like the 19, 20 year olds who are going crazy over this. But then you think about the primary target audience being mm-hmm. us 30 some year olds. At this point though, <laughs> they probably, the tickets are already sold. So they oh, probably yeah. do not care. No, they don't care. And uh, that's the but, thing too. The concert culture is much stronger than it was back before because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that rock, like even though rock is in the doldrums right now, albums are not selling well. Concerts are still selling. Tours are oh, yeah. still doing good. Even for smaller bands, that's how they're making their money. And yep. a tour like this proves it. Festivals, festival culture is huge now, too. But a tour like this has already made its money in droves. Yeah. And going back to the point I was going to make about the VIP thing, you did the VIP experience with Elton John. Yes. Can you – don't give the number of the price of one <laughs> ticket, but – My you, left kidney. I mean – Well, you know. <laughs> What all did you get, like, experience item-wise, whatever that was, with your one VIP ticket for Elton John? Um, So for Elton John, we – obviously, we got to go into the venue early, and then we right. got, like, little just memorabilia things. Like, we got a little bag. We got an Elton John pin. We got – I can't quite remember everything. We got a CD. Um, <laughs> and then we got to go to – this this suite in the venue where they had hors d'oeuvres they had alcohol they had all the alcohol you could have okay yeah um they had photo ops not with elton john i mean for the price that we paid you would have thought but i mean it's also elton john um and then we did get to sit 
at his piano and have a photo op. So we got to actually sit on the piano bench, like with his piano. Right. Um, and have it as a photo op. Um, so that was, and, and I believe VIP was like within the first three rows. Yeah. So, so you get not only get like a lot of memorabilia, not only do you get like early access, you get food, you get alcohol, you actually go get to sit at the piano he plays at, get your picture mm -hmm. at Elton's piano, all this stuff with it. And then you get a killer seat for Elton John's show. Yep. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I want to know if My Chemical Romance is offering somewhat similar of an experience for that much money. Because from what I understand, the tickets for Up Close and the VIP for My Chemical Romance on this tour were much more than Elton John's tour last year. Yeah, which is just insane to me. Like, again, I love My Chemical Romance. Like, they make me think of a good time when I was like 15 years old, whatever. Um but when their tickets cost more than such classic acts like Elton John or Fleetwood Mac, and I mean, I Fleetwood Mac to me, I'm just using examples that I've right. personally paid for. Um, and I know that Fleetwood Mac is not in its entirety anymore. Thank you, Lindsay Buckingham. Wow. Um, but <laughs> but um, when, when you have classic acts like that and My Chemical Romance tickets are more, I don't know. It's just weird. Is it just the supply and demand? Is it like the demand was so high and it was instant? Because Elton John has been consistent. Fleetwood yeah. Mac has still been consistent enough. Yeah, you know? enough. Yeah, exactly. My Chemical Romance has been gone for nine years. Gone. Yeah. So I honestly, maybe it is that invisible hand that we learned about in American social studies and things like commerce class. It really is supply and demand. And this, the demand was that high. And if that's the case, they nailed it. And yep. so this is going to lead into uh, little tidbits. The Used, another band from that era of the late 2000s, who also are described as an emo band, um, they've been consistent. They've been around touring nonstop this past decade, albums, you name it. They posted, they made it, they said something, Bert's, at one of their most recent shows, I think after the one I went to, that you'll see us on the road with My Chemical Romance in the fall, maybe. Ah, he said maybe. So. <laughs> well. Hmm. Now, I say that first, and the reason why, I told Gretchen a little bit about this, I saw the used this past Friday night. Mm -hmm. I got to shoot him, photographer. It was a good, it was a good enough show. They opened, they played with Dragged Under, so it's just a two-band show. Sold out show in St. Louis as well. So the U's were still doing fine. It was odd. And that is the best way to put it, though, because they sounded good. Crowd loved it. Bert said some interesting things on stage, which me leads me to believe I don't know if I can believe the My Chemical Romance statement. Mm. Keep in mind, this was the same Friday, this past Friday, that My Chemical Romance sold out in six hours. That whole tour and everything. Right. Okay. First of all, first three songs from the used, great, not a problem. And then Bert took to the microphone, started saying, hello, St. Louis, great to be back, great to see a sellout. You know, the usual stuff. Um, he said, well, it's a big day for another band in this style that we sing. And he was referring, obviously, to My Chemical Romance. People cheered. He didn't even say it, My Chem. He just, said, he, he just alluded to that, and people cheered. He then said on the mic, well, since we never went anywhere, let's just oh. play an old song. And those That's are the hard. words. And it was like, okay, um, 
uh, all right, wh- whatever. Uh, That's maybe, maybe it was because they were playing a smaller, not a small concert venue, but a smaller concert venue. Mm-hmm. While My Chemical Romance just sold out every arena they're playing at in six hours. Yeah. So I don't think it's sour <laughs> grapes. It, it was, it was just odd. But yeah. As soon as that happened, they played an older song. People loved it. After that song, Bert goes on the mic again and goes, well, today is also the big day where London and England finally leave the stupid EU. Good riddance, right? And it got noticeably quiet. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Right, exactly. It was not anger. It was not like people were, no one was disgusted. No one was angry. It was confusion. It was silence. What is he talk? What he's pro Brexit? I don't get it. It wasn't like a political thing. Like the crowd didn't even take it as a political hard stance or hot take. People were just confused. Yeah. Noticeable library silence at a sold out you show. Yikes. And after a minute or so, before they got to the next song, Bert says, so everyone knows I was just kidding, didn't mean to get political. And after a song or two after that, the show was back to normal. Everyone was having a great time. People loved it. It was weird, Gretchen. I don't know how else to say it. I liked the show, but man, that's, I don't know. So hearing all that from Bert Mm -hmm. and going back to the statement he made uh, yesterday or today about might being able to see the used on tour with my chemical romance maybe this fall do we take that as gospel yeah it's I like, don't do we actually believe it i don't know anymore because if he said that and they aren't touring with my chemical romance wow does he look like a jerk yeah Ugh. and this is coming from someone who does not dislike the used i think the used are fine mm-hmm I've never had a problem with the used. I mean, I would not have gone to the, like when their publicist invited me to the show to shoot, I would not have gone if I didn't like them. Right. You know, but man, that, oh, if that's not the case now, there's going to be a lot, there's going to be some backlash for that. Yeah. Yeah. More (laughs) awkward feelings from the used. I don't know how to say it guys. Um, I'm welcome to thoughts or explanations on this, but I don't know. (laughs) Again, I'm just lost on that. I wanted to give that explanation from someone who heard from the source on Friday night after all that happened. And then hearing the news about last night when Bert said that stuff. I don't know. And that's not a bad idea for an opening band, too, with My Chemical Romance. I personally think they should bring at least one new, new band, a newer band, and really give them that shine. Mm-hmm. And then they could have a second band and then My Chemical Romance, whoever that second band is. I, you know, that's besides the point. But man, I just hope that works out for the used one way or another because yowza. Yeah. That, uh. <laughs> Whatever. Well, <laughs> by the way, I looked up the My Chemical Romance VIP. Okay. Tickets. Um, pretty much all you get is like exclusive merch and early access to the venue. Okay. And that's what I thought. Cause I didn't think you were getting hors d'oeuvres and booze. Um, uh, no. <laughs> and well, it did say on stage. Yeah. It did say, um, because they had VIP standing and VIP like seated. Right. Uh, and for the seated, um, it said you had access to a, a VIP cash bar. Okay. So I guess it's like a separate area 
that's yeah, just that. for VIP people to right. to go to the bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, but think yeah, like the, so think like the VIP bar sections at the uh, DWP festival, right? Not, not as big and sweaty, right? But it's a separate area, less crowded, right? Um, so that's what it's showing, and that's not VIP. a bad idea. I kind of like that too. So yeah, and so However, it's that's, yeah. you still got more without John for less. Yeah, and more of so, an experience too. I mean, yeah. it's Elton John's piano. Yeah, get up on stage, getting that nice photo. Yeah, that's I don't know, but. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure you're still going to get a lot of great stuff. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, if that's the thing too. Are you getting merch with the VIP ticket, or do you just have access to buy exclusive merch? True, it just says um, collect your exclusive merch. Well, does that mean you have to buy it, yeah. or are they going to give it to you? Because like anytime, I think that at that I've point done... you should get at least you should get at least a free T-shirt out of that. I think right, because like anytime that I've ever done. Like, cause I always do meet and greet for shine down just because I love them. Um, mm-hmm. they always have exclusive merch for those who do that. So like you get, um, a drawstring bag, you usually get a copy of their CD, you get a picture that they can sign. I mean, you get a bunch of stuff. Like we've gotten, um, um, I don't know, like banners before and shirts and, and exclusive things like that. So the word in, for this VIP ticket is um, a little broad. Okay. Uh, to say, collect your exclusive merch. Well, are you giving it to me? I would hope price? it's. I would hope <laughs> if it's collect. I hope that means they have something there for you. Yeah, like I'll give the benefit of the doubt for that. Even if it's just one T-shirt, I still think that's something. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Speaking of big tours that got announced, though, just today got announced the Guns N' Roses 2020 North America tour. And if I know Guns N' Roses, they probably don't care what you get for the VIP experience. <laughs> nope. Axel Rose couldn't care less. Nope. That that aside, I get this is a big deal. I know Guns N' Roses still has a fan base. Um, Gresh's and I's experience aside when we saw Guns N' Roses, that could have been an outlier. The yeah. tour is going to start in July, on the 4th of July in Milwaukee, and go through all... Oh, man, I don't even know how many stops. Almost 20 stops, it looks like, baseball arenas throughout the country. Oh, okay. I didn't even see the list. Yeah, the baseball stadiums in North America. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Detroit, Toronto, D.C. They'll play at Nationals Park near you. Ooh. (laughs) Well, that's that's more of the park itself, not the band. Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, East Rutherford at MetLife Stadium. Football stadiums, too. Fenway Park in Boston, Minneapolis, Chicago at Wrigley Field, Denver, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Tampa, Arlington, Texas, Indianapolis, Fargo, North Dakota, and Missoula, Montana. All righty. So from Milwaukee to Missoula, they're going like a roundabout way this summer. So that is a huge tour, though, a big state. Even I could admit um, for the strict photo policy that Guns N' Roses has mm-hmm. and like to see that stuff, even I could admit that would be cool to be able to shoot Guns N' Roses at Wrigley Field or Fenway Park or something like that. Right. Maybe, especially if Slash. That'd be awesome to see Slash in a setting like that. Oh, yeah. Axel. Well, well, well. <laughs> I was about to say, Axel is Axel. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what? He had. We saw him back in September. He's had plenty of time. Maybe he's... Maybe he's getting back in shape. Maybe he actually is working on more new music because they keep hinting, saying they have material. Slash has said they have material ready. Maybe not a full album's worth, but they definitely have music they've worked on. 
Hmm. So, and now the Duff's back with the band again. Over three three fifths of Guns N' Roses is together. That's in my mind a big tour like this. We could get new Guns N' Roses again. That would be interesting. It would be. Did you hear um, Chinese Democracy? They're the most highly anticipated album in American history, almost. No. I did, and it was a mess. It wasn't even terrible. <laughs> It was just a mess because it took so many years to create so many people in and out to record the album. They went through like 19 different band member changes or something like that throughout the oh, creation God. of it. You know, different Slash was <laughs> in and out. A slash finally left during the rec eight year recording and process of it. And so much happened. I made a whole regretting the past video on it. Oh man. But yeah. At the same time, if they have a new album coming out, is this just going to be regret? Uh, is this going to be Chinese democracy too? so i and that's and that's not even to say it's terrible it's just i'm saying it's a mess because of how much has to happen for axel to actually produce something yeah mm. i don't know so take that for what it's worth um guns and roses though check out the dates starting fourth of july and going to august 26th going through a lot of the big stadiums throughout the north throughout north america toronto and then a lot of the united states uh, no warm up, no opening bands announced or anything like that. They usually they usually do have an opening band, so or oh, two yeah. at two. It's sometimes also. It's not like Pearl Jam, where it's just three hours of Pearl Jam, <laughs> which is actually kind of awesome. But at the same I was time, about I do to say yeah, it is kind of. It's Pearl Jam can get away with that, but at the same time, sometimes I do wish you could give an opening band a half hour. Yeah, that's just <laughs> me though. I mean, that's just me. So whatever. Um. So check that out if you're interested. And then moving on, another tour got announced today, a little bit lower on the scale of Guns N' Roses, and that's Asking Alexandria with Falling in Reverse on a co-headline tour. We, we went from Axl Rose to Roddy Radke. Shoot, we went from My Chemical Romance to Roddy Radke. Man, talk about going down the ladder. <laughs> You're like, man, we should have started with the bad first. No, I don't want people turning off the podcast one minute in. Oh, fair. <laughs> but at the same time, Asking Alexandria announced their headline tour. I don't know if it's a full co-headline tour or if it's Asking Alexandria headlining all the way. I think it might be Asking Alexandria headlining the all, all stops mm -hmm. with Falling in Reverse and Wage War. Now, I like Wage War. Yeah. My, and is it Hyra the Hero? Yes, I think he's yeah. opening for a lot of those shows too. Hyra the Hero is fun, guys. He's a yeah. Like him and his band, they're fun to hear. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Falling Reverse, I have not hid my opinion on. <laughs> and first, I'll talk about Asking Alexandria, though. Asking Alexandria has been on the downslide for years now. Mm -hmm. That is not... That's not to be rude. That's just stating it as a fact. Their last album came out, what, at the end of 2017? They just released the deluxe edition of it. Yeah. If I'm correct, that's their self-title. And it wasn't terrible or anything, but they stretched it out as long as they could. And now it feels like mm -hmm. they've still stretched it out. Yeah. Asking Alexandria had that awful, terrible single come out this past few months called The Violence. And that one's getting overplayed. Uh, it needs to die. It needs to go the way of the dinosaurs. However... <laughs> All I can say about this is, does Asking Alexandria have a new album coming in the works? Maybe. And that's mm. fine. But man, to see Asking Alexandria playing big venues to smaller venues, to getting lower bills on uh, festival lineups to smaller mm. venues. And now this tour that's just been announced, it's, it's a decent lineup. It's a decent venue style. They're playing House of Blues in Orlando for one of them. 
So these are good venues and that's fine. But I have to admit, I don't know. Is this the make or break point finally for Asking Alexandria? Because we already know Danny Warstop has other iron, like irons in the fire for his country career. I was about to say, yeah, doesn't he have like a solo thing? Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that for a few years now, too. And he could probably transition back to that instantly if he wants. Hmm. So I don't know how that's going to work. Also, there is the polarizing feature of having falling in reverse on the tour. Yeah, that's, I don't know. When I first saw the lineup, I'm like, that's just a weird mix. Yeah, well, yes. Um, <laughs> the tour will sell. Do, do, do oh, not yeah. get that twisted. It will sell very oh, yeah. well. It'll It's going to most likely sell out in certain venues too. Yep. However, Falling in Reverse is a polarizing and at times toxic band to have on your lineup. Mm. And I say that factually because Falling in Reverse has ruined shows because of Ronnie Radke's attitude and the things, terrible things he said and done on stage. To say what you want about his uh, outside of music career, outside off the stage, behind the scenes, whatever you want to say, that's irrelevant for this argument. I've seen Falling in Reverse live. His attitude has gotten has not gotten any better on stage. He still pulls the same childish stuff. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, it's not flying anymore. Falling yeah. Reverse had that new song come out. Oh man, I can't remember. It's on Octane right now. It's also on FM radio. And people Wait, are saying uh Falling Reverse. Oh, Popular Monster. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Gretchen. Popular yeah. Monster. And it, I'll say this, it's not the worst thing they've done by far. But at the same time, it's just more Falling Reverse standard stock Ronnie Radke whining. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's not a terrible song by any means. It's just more of the same from them. And from what I understand, they are going to have something new come out sooner or later. And Mm -hmm. I'm not really interested. It's going to be more of the same. Ronnie Radke is still... He's not trash core (laughs) that I've coined the phrase. But at the same time, he's he's getting real close to that level. Yeah. And I, this is my opinion. Don't take this as gospel. If you are a fan, you know, you have your own opinion. I have mine. Falling reverse has a handful of singles at best that I think are okay. And the rest is just nothing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I hear a popular monster. It comes on octane a lot. Yeah. I don't change the channel when it comes on. Cause there are some songs where I'm just like, yeah. Like, like when Godsmack's Bulletproof comes on now, I used oh, to love that song. Oh. And now I'm just like, all right, I can't hear this again. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So when Another Popular Monster, album. yeah. So like when Popular Monster comes on, I don't turn it off. I may turn it down, <laughs> but I don't turn it off. Quiet down, Roddy Radke. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, you're screaming too much, honey. Go to your room. Yeah. Can you just calm down for a second? Yeah. He's older than we are, though. <laughs> oh god is he right? yeah he is oh <laughs> he definitely is yes dang talk about an emo that kind of outgrew it <laughs> i know and he's still doing his stuff he's still bragging about how how, how big his house is that he just bought how everything's going great for him ah he's <laughs> humble <laughs> i know i know that's just him but at the same time i just don't see i don't see the appeal if you're a diehard asking alexandria fan are you going to be okay with sitting through falling in reverse? Is that, are you okay with that or not? I don't know if there's an answer to that. Wage war is fun. I like yeah. wage war, but 
am I willing to just go hang out by merch or hang outside for half hour, 45 minutes, probably more 45 minutes yeah. of Ronnie Radke shenanigans? I mean, some people do that. I know. I agree. Especially since like, like technically two out of three or really three out of four, if, if you count Hyro, because I don't know if, is Hyro on the entire tour or is it just some stuff? I think most states, but not all of them. Okay. So it's like, I mean, the majority is good. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a show worth seeing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. and even Yeah. And even though I say like asking Alexandria has really lost a step over the past, de- like throughout mm-hmm. this decade, like they're really falling out of the spotlight hard. Mm-hmm. They still have a good fan base, especially across overseas, but this is a North America tour. Right. And there will be some sellout stop shows for sure. Oh yeah. But I don't know. I just, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. If that new Alexandria album does drop, if they're going to go in a different direction, like they did with the violence, mm-hmm. who knows? But that's just the reason we keep bringing this up. That's another tour that got announced today. Yeah. And they're doing a full tour with it too. Like it's not just like 10 stops. They're going all throughout the U S yeah, it's a pretty good amount. Yeah, so they're putting in the work. That's something that's commendable. They are putting in the work. They are going to live on the road again. So you know mm-hmm. what? That's something. Yep. So moving on to other news, we talked about the use and everything. One thing that we're probably going to start wrapping this up with, the new Green Day album, their 13th studio album, Father of All, I'm not saying the full album title, but it's so fun i know it comes out this friday i have been fortunate enough i was sent the album from the publicist from the pr team overseas oddly enough like from the uk rep for green day Hmm. weird how that worked out because i think they're work with warner brothers in the u.s and i'm not big enough to get warner brothers attention but that's besides the point (laughs) dookie is one of my all-time favorite albums i'm always gonna have a such a good one I'm always going to have a soft spot for Green Day, no yeah. matter what, you know? Yep. Um, uh, their previous album, Revolution Radio, was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. That was back in 2016, if I'm correct. Oh, I have so, no idea. Yeah, so... It's been a hot minute. It has been, and Green. this is going to be a big comeback year for Green Day, supposedly. Mm-hmm. They killed it at the All-Star, NHL All-Star game. For the yeah, it was so good. It was fantastic, both from Green Day, the NHL's presentation of it, from the in, outside the arena and inside. Everything was fantastic. Green Day are going to go on a big, huge tour with Weezer and Fallout Boy through the baseball stadiums this summer. Green Day has a lot of stuff going on, and this album is where the eyebrow gets raised for me. This is kind of a spoiler before I post my album review on Thursday or Friday. At under 30 minutes, this is the shortest album Green Day has ever released. That's just, te- when you told me that it was under 30 minutes, I'm- mm-hmm. what? 10 songs, t- total track time under 30 minutes. A lot of several songs are under two minutes long. And um, we all heard the title track when that got released the same day as the Weezer and Fallout Boy song to announce the Hella Mega Tour. Mm-hmm. It's. A weak track. I'm just going to flat out say it. It was the weakest of the three that got released Mm -hmm. that day. And there are better tracks on this album by far. Mm -hmm. That being said, this album is a big bucket of eh. Oh. Eh. 
It's That's not terrible. It's not the worst. It's not terrible. It has some moments. Yeah. Eh. Hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I would not run out to buy this hard copy. That's oh, just wow. me. And this is coming from a Green Day fan. This is not a regrettable listen. I'm glad I heard it. There mm-hmm. are some moments on there, but it's man, it really is nothing to write home about. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of sucks because when you saw Green Day on that All Star show, man, they looked yeah. good. They sounded great. Everything was awesome. You hear about this huge tour that I would love to see because I've never seen Green Day live. I haven't either. And uh, man, everything's on. Everything's chugging along. Everything looks sounds great. Looks great. Everything's in place. And this is the big product they have. Eh. I don't know how else to say it. And that's what kind of sucks. So mm. take that for what it's worth. Uh, Gretchen's a Green Day fan. I'm a Green Day fan. Yeah. I know you were thinking about seeing that tour at uh, DC, correct? At the Nationals Stadium? Yeah. If yeah, you can, it's in August. Right. If you can survive that travel. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> I will give you the thoughts of that now. Um, they're not coming to St. Louis, unfortunately. But at the same time, that is a tour worth seeing. Oh, yeah. I mean, to hear all that, that's going to be a million-dollar production for Weezer and Fall Out Boy and Green Day. That's going to be a big presentation. Shows are probably going to be a lot of fun. I just, man, it kind of, I just wish it was better. I wish there was more to latch onto. That's my little quick review of Father of All, still not going to say the full album title. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk about it more in the album review, but I just wanted to end with that point just because, again, there are big tours coming. Look at the tours that just got announced today. Yeah. Let alone with My Chemical Romance and tours that we already know about. So, my Chemical Romance, Guns N' Roses, Asking Alexandria, and the Hella Mega Tour. Those are four good names with big venues and moderate venues, too. And there's still so much more coming. Mm-hmm. A lot coming that's going to be announced, too. I talked I about it a couple of weeks ago. Pearl Jam's big, t- like, not huge tour, but they're doing a spring tour. And they're probably going to do a fall tour as well because they have a new album coming out. Mm-hmm. And that'll be something huge. I'm, very, I'm hoping to get to see Pearl, jo- Pearl Jam again because i got to shoot them live in 2016 i'm hoping to do it again in 2020 and get and check out the new album um i'm very interested gretchen did you hear the new pearl jam song i don't think so okay it is out of left field it is very different for pearl jam and they intentionally designed it that way jeff from the band said this is new territory for them and they were excited for what it was it's a much more electronic and atmospheric to put it politely. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking you're getting something from 10, their debut, you're going to be mistaken. Yeah. And I think it's fine. I don't dislike it. I just, I think it's okay. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. So I'm very, but I do admit it may be very curious and it makes me want to hear what else they have coming on this album. So at the very least, they did their job for that well. And that's another big tour coming. So hopefully that gets here sooner than later. They're coming in April to St. Louis. So hopefully that works out well. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we're going to start wrapping things up because it's just at the 40 minute mark. Thank you so much for everyone t- tuning in and listening. I almost have the YouTube channel for the podcast um, at 1000 subs. And the reason why that's a big deal for me is that means I could start monetizing the actual podcast on YouTube. Woo! 
that helps out a ton and that helps for get things a lot more processed and going. That also helps for YouTube to push this podcast out along with the rocked channel. I'll just, uh, pull back the curtain a little bit rocked. The main channel is going through some tough times because for whatever reason, the YouTube algorithm has just slaughtered rocked. I was gaining a hundred subscribers a day in fall of 2019. Right now I'm less than five a day. Hmm. So, and I've looked over stats. I've seen why views are still roughly the same. Watch time still good. It's just YouTube is not pushing out my videos. Like I'm looking at impressions and the algorithm stuff and things like that. It's just YouTube is not sharing my videos to new watchers anymore. And that's what's disheartening. So if you've listened to this point, please it help me out a ton. To one, subscribe to the Rock, the podcast that Rock channel, if you haven't already. Two, if you can just share out a video on Rocked, any video that you liked, whether that's the video on how can Rock get back on top, a year-end video, a top 10 video, whatever that may be. I have a top 10 video coming out this month. And just anything like that would help out immensely. And also, if you haven't already, please check out Gretchen's channel. I'll plug hers as well because she has a lot of fun stuff coming. She oh, just I know. She does a lot of – she has big in the piercing and tattoo culture. Also, makeup stuff as well. She does makeup-inspired looks based on album covers. She did one for Slipknot. She did one for Poppy. She did one for Kesha most recently. And if I'm correct, you have one coming for Green Day as well. Yes, Green Day will be next week. Kesha is actually Perfect. tomorrow. Perfect. And for everyone that's um, interested, Green Day has a unicorn on their album cover. Yes, with a rainbow. Yes, and that rainbow is Vomit. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's Green Day. That is the perfect example of Green Day. So thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Please check out the site on the links for getrock.net. That way you can see some of the tour dates, music videos for stuff we talked about, new music, things like that. I'll post some of Gretchen's videos as well. Please, again, subscribe to the podcast channel. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Apple, Google, whatever, keep listening to that too. That helps out because those channels are already monetized. So that helps out great. And check out Gretchen's stuff. And finally, Gretchen, is there anything you would like to end with? <clears throat> Words of wisdom, as always. <clears throat> Stop trying to make everyone happy. You're not tequila. What if I don't drink tequila? Does that mean I could never make anyone happy? Well, I'm sorry. Are you saying I don't make you happy, Gretchen? I mean, are you tequila? Wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs>